0: Hello and welcome to the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Professor Raymond Chung, who is the Director of Hepatology in the Liver Centre at Massachusetts General Hospital. Ray is one of the authors of a fascinating study recently published in the journal, which looked at the transplantation of hepatitis C infected hearts into hepatitis C negative recipients. And it looked particularly at using relatively new direct-acting antiviral drugs to prevent infection in the transplant recipients. Ray, welcome to the podcast. Um, first of all, to the uninitiated, transplanting hepatitis C infected organs into non-infected recipients might seem rather foolhardy. Please could you explain the rationale for the study and also what you found?
1: I'd be happy to. Uh, this study was uh, triggered by the major unmet need of increasing numbers of patients with end-stage heart failure who are facing death or prolonged dependence on ICU care and ventricular assist devices uh, without the timely availability of a donor organ. It's really a simple math problem. Not enough donor organs for the needy candidates on the wait list. We identified that as many as 20% of available donor organs are otherwise viable, but for the fact that the donors were HCV infected. And historically, these organs were uh, routinely being discarded because of concerns regarding severe hepatitis, as well as potential compromise in the outcome of the transplanted heart itself. Given the profound need, coupled with the recent great success and tolerability of antiviral therapies for HCV, we designed this trial to transplant HCV-infected organs into HCV-uninfected recipients using a strategy of preemptive antiviral therapy. Our hope was to demonstrate the safety and the efficacy of this approach, as well as to demonstrate the viability of these organs, and ultimately to create a roadmap for success to maximally leverage every available precious donor organ. We found that all 25 patients in this study experienced uh, successful transplant outcomes, and none ended up with HCV infection, really a a dual success. Uh, Moreover, compared with those patients who received HCV uninfected hearts during that same time period, uh, this group did just as well, in in fact, slightly better uh, in terms of overall survival. We found this to be uh, surprising, but the numbers are really too small to be conclusive in this regard. So the more important finding is that there was really no compromise in heart graft outcome associated with receipt of a heart from an HCV-infected donor. We were uh, tremendously thrilled that we were not only able to achieve success and safety with this protocol, but to do so in in really a profoundly sick group of patients, uh, many of whom received offers within days of agreeing to accept HCV-infected donors.
0: So this study comes at a time when there's a shortage of transplant organs in the US. How does your study and the findings fit into the wider situation surrounding transplantation?
1: You know, As I noted, as many as 20% of potential donor organs are otherwise viable but come from HCV-infected donors. And this is in large measure driven by overdose deaths related to the opioid epidemic in much of the United States. As tragic as these origins are, our findings that these organs can be used safely and the recipients kept free of donor-transmitted hepatitis C using an interval therapy approach give us hope that in the short term we can successfully expand the pool of viable donor organs. This will give hope, we believe, to many on transplant waitlists who uh, might otherwise succumb to their end-organ disease. Of course, I think over the long haul, we need to be mindful that the commitment to controlling the opioid crisis and eliminating HCV in the general population eventually should be expected to reduce the availability of these organs. But for the short term, we should do everything possible to to maximize uh, the use of this precious resource.
0: So your results, and also those of similar studies, show that hepatitis C virus infected organs can be safely transplanted into non-infected recipients with the use of these direct-acting antiviral drugs. Is there anything else that we need to know about the transplantation of hepatitis C infected organs? Is more research needed, or can this be rolled out nationwide?
1: We believe that the evidence to date supports that the practice of using HCV-infected organs in uninfected recipients is, is safe and efficacious. While most studies have thus far evaluated reactive treatment upon development of acute infection, we've already seen instances where this wait-and-treat strategy has been associated with significant illness in the recipient, a situation we view as unacceptable and avertible. Hence, we believe that the most prudent approach to the management of these patients is the application of preemptive antiviral therapy to minimize the risks associated with infection. Our study supports the safety and efficacy and also provides a roadmap for this approach. Still, further work is needed to confirm that the preemptive approach results in excellent outcomes compared to reactive approaches. We've also seen that the practice of transplanting hearts, kidneys, and lungs from HCV-infected donors can be done safely. In these instances, we are not transplanting the reservoir of the actual infection, namely the liver, but rather HCV is coming along for the ride, if you will. Further work is required to determine the best strategy for managing the actual infected reservoir organ, namely HCV-infected livers, going into uninfected recipients. Another major hurdle to the broad rollout of this uh, plan is logistics. We apply preemptive therapy so that recipients of these organs would not be unduly exposed to the risk of acute hep C and its consequences, which can be serious. However, this requires a carefully orchestrated series of prescription approvals for an expensive antiviral regimen. We had the good fortune to have a highly skilled team of individuals, including our liver doctors, surgeons, cardiologists, pharmacists, and care team all working diligently to be sure each patient received prompt treatment. We also could not have proceeded with this protocol without the assurance of financial backstopping from our hospital administration in the event of failure to secure insurance approval. However, this is an impractical scenario for widespread implementation. So we would therefore hope that one byproduct of our study is a change in the payer climate to support preemptive use of these important antiviral treatments.